0: I'm better known as a clever grown ass man This is don't last, I put that old ass man Rock a fan base, all the records gonna sell If you don't know, we come to blow and Tell Glow and Tell Joe. welcome to the show better known as
1: <laughs> you're now before we get into that all right let's let's, let's welcome them properly yes. you're, you're now tuned into flow, flow and tell, tell radio. radio first ever
0: um,
1: episode right first ever. one of many flow and tell is gonna be okay it's the it's the creation of your two hosts that we're we're putting it together but let's get into it who are we who are we
0: we are <laughs> two people who come together to respect and uplift hip hop culture and the arts first and foremost and uh my name is Abstract rude of Abstract Tribe Unique Mass Man Crew Project Blowed and various like Voltron combinations of crews like A Team, Haiku D'Etat, codename Scorpion, AM Radio, Freestyle Fellowship. You know what I mean. It goes deep. You yourself are.
1: I am Concept Seven One Four, and you know me from Wake the Flocker. That's uh, another podcast I do, the number one hip hop podcast on the planet. Uh, so says me. You know what I'm saying. So so far, you know me from that. You know me as an MC. You also know me as a father, and you know me as a husband. You know me as a Christian, and you know me as a hip hop head, hip hop fiend, hip hop advocate. Mm. Um, I would like to first, like you said, first and foremost, I'm a fan. Before anything, I am a hip hop fan. I it's hip hop has been my life since I was six, since I since I could choose music and push play on things myself. I remember that and. Uh, I've always just wanted to contribute to hip-hop. And I always wanted to leave a legacy. Uh, and it's it was going to... Now, luckily, we're in an era where you don't have to necessarily be an MC to leave that type of legacy, right? Mm. So the legacy that I'll leave behind, I'm sure, will be through the interviews and just the, the, the things I'm able to provide it, right? I, I came to terms with myself and said, you're really going to do more positive things. You're really going to provide more... Not necessarily through albums and through music and stuff like that, right? It's going to be more through something that is missing and it's not currently there, which is wake the flock up. It's these in-depth interviews with artists in a different way that's not done, you know, anywhere else. So I've come to terms with that and I'm happy with that. I think I'm way happier now because, dude, you, you of old people, dude, being an MC is hard. It's, it's cutthroat. It's real hard work. And it's sometimes you cannot get any kind of reward from it you know besides you're just releasing your your artistic things yeah your, your artistic uh visions out you you might not make a living off of it it would be really tough it's a lot of competition
0: yes and you know listening to you say that that's why i wanted to work with you on this show you know flow and tell radio right here at align gallery that's right beautiful align gallery. beautiful align gallery it's right anxious, here in the line in highland park in um, Los Angeles, California, mainly because I'm an art guy, you know what I mean? And um, I was born into the arts. I was born, you know, singing in choirs, in the church, um, in the Baptist church, and, you know, in school, being in plays and things like that. The arts, painting, you know, uh, graffiti. And, you know, championing all the elements of hip-hop, breakdancing, freestyle dancing, DJing, making beats, things like that. So, you know, to see you attack this lane of wake the flock up and do it from a position where you're actually trying to enlighten people, you know, and enhance people's perspective on this hip-hop culture and get a deeper in-depth view of artists and who they really are and, you know, what they're up to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be working you, working with you in this capacity, you know, and as far as myself, I just see myself as an art entity who is God given these gifts, um, to orally translate to people, this life experience, And, you know, a lot of people like see a career or a job that they want and then they work hard to master that job or they work hard to to uh, accomplish those goals in that profession. And then, you know, they say to whom much is given, much is expected. Right. You know, I feel like I was God given these talents to rap and sing and write songs and things like that. I was given this voice, and I have no other choice but to follow that path. Right. Um, You know, it, um, it gets to a point where you follow it so long where you feel like it would be a disservice to the universe to not do so, and to yourself, of your own well-being, mentally, psychologically, And, you know, these are things I've talked about with my family members, my mom. And she told me because I had a plan like if I don't make it big by the time I'm 40, Javi, I'm to quit and go back to school and get a real job. And I turned 39 this year and I called her scared as fuck. Like, because my mom's not the type of woman you want to lie to. She ain't the type of black woman. That you want to say something to that you don't really mean. You know what I mean? And I was like, mom, I'm scared as fuck because I don't have the 401k that I really need to retire and the this and the that. But I don't, you know, really want to live m- with myself if I don't keep doing this shit. And that's real. That's real life right there. Now,
1: now I got to ask you this. Okay. Now, all ask kissery aside, right? Abs, you got to be like one of the most prolific artists on west coast history just like in hip hop alone you're you're you know that you have to know that you hold a certain level of like a legendary status right so uh and besides all the mics that you've rocked all the shows that you've done all the people that you work with everything you've accomplished you still don't feel that you've made it is not is that not what you consider oh i made it that's not what you define it no as? We're,
0: we're talking about like financial security okay. just right. financial security so one of the songs haven't gone platinum yet or whatever right okay fair enough i've made a living right you know what i mean yeah. I'm, I'm i could blow up all the press clippings and flyers and wallpaper my mansion with that shit mm-hmm. if i could afford the mansion or whatever you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like so I've as far as me thats sitting within myself of I've you know chased my life's goals and fulfilled a lot of things, touched continents and things like that. No, I'm not talking about uh depreciation of that or non appreciating that or not acknowledging that. I'm talking about the type of shit your parents want you to do, mm. yeah. which is like own shit. Go flourish and, you know what I mean, and yeah. really be financially secure. You got a kid, you know, college educate, you know, fun now, for them and all that type of stuff. Is that
1: because that's what you know your parents want for you? Is that what you want for you? No,
0: no, that's what I want for me. Th- that's saying, also what you want for But you. I just shared it with her because that's some real shit. Yeah, you know, you yeah. share it with your, the people closest to you. Right, right. And what she straight up told me just to finish was like, you know, well, keep doing it. She's like... You help a lot of people. A lot of people love your music. You know, it fulfills you. So, definitely, if you feel that way, she's just like keep doing it. You know, which I needed to hear because I was like, you know, okay, because that's what I felt anyway yeah, yeah. that I was gonna do. Right. So maybe I just wanted to hear her say it. I don't know, whatever. But well, get approval I know from she, your mom. I know to she's not the type of person to just tell you to keep doing it if she thinks it's killing you right you know what i'm saying so where we both like like you said i shared that with you just to um identify with you on saying you know where you came to a place where you're happy with what you're doing with the interviews or whatever i'm equally happy with what i'm doing with still pursuing this musical thing and you know having a, a independent label and getting stronger with that and why I'm in the fray of doing this show with you is because, you know, we all transition at some point, and I'm not going to keep doing the same things, you know, forever and just being an artist. So I'm I'm getting into other things. I have a voice for this. I have a perspective. We're in a very behind-the-wall, what-are-you-really-thinking kind of an era in society, you know? So I'm right here to, like, show people... Who, who Abru really is, who Keep the feel really is, and what this whole flow and tell movement in Los Angeles really is all about, which has been the preservation of the arts. That's why Align, you know, has stayed aligned with us, the homegirl Lou. You know, we all go back to yeah. like the mid-90s of chasing this artistic dream from here to the Bay Area, San Diego. We connected California. Then we connected oregon and seattle and vancouver and all that we did that me and ac alone project blow did that hieroglyphics we all did that living legends we all did that and that's what my album keep the Feel legacy of hip-hop soul is about is about that network that we created that is now flourishing and turned into everything rhyme sayers is and and you know all kind of extended trees from that, branches from that. And it's it's a beautiful thing. Like Blueprint said, look what we've handed down. yeah, And we're still a part of it. So th- this is just me putting my stamp on, like, you know, the culture of what we've always represented and, like, standing for our voice with you to, like, flow and tell, show and tell what this whole experience is. From people who are really doing it and who really live it and feel it.
1: To me, it, the flow and tell as a as a title first, when you said it, when you brought it up, we had originally thought of another one, and that one was cool. We were all like, "Oh, this is tight. This is I like this." But when you said, "No, no, 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 flow and tell radio," right, it clicked in my head immediately. The potential and on how many different levels flow and tell works. Not only on the music level, right, but it's fl- talk, speak, and tell. Let me know. What else do you have? Stories and, and wisdom that will be told and, and dispersed from you, from me, from guests, from whoever, um, from the walks of life that we've been through, right? And th- I think that's fit perfect with what I myself as an artist am trying to bring to the scene and to hip hop in general, which is the recognition that we're, we're more than what they want us do they want to portray, portray us as, right? Because there's this, this corporate agenda, we've, we all know it, we all, we've, we all live around it, and where we're we we're all trying to maneuver around it and still succeed to the next level, right? Is You know this corporate agenda, you know that's not you. You're not willing to give this up, whatever it is, uh, to succeed, and you can do it without it. So when something like Wake the Flock Up, it's basically flow and tell. It's wake up, realize it, here's why. Flow and tell. I'm an artist. This is what I got to say. This is what I've lived through. This is what I've been through. And from already having the flow and tells number ten coming up shows, so it brings that credibility to the to the scene. It brings a credibility to hip hop. So to me, it made perfect sense. Flow and tell the name was off the hook. It was it was perfect for what I'm trying to bring. Right. And I'm dude. I, I'll admit it before anybody. Um, I'm. I don't bring that that name recognition that an abstract rule brings and all that stuff you know uh, i'm very much new to the hip-hop world as a as a whole right not a lot of people know who i am and i'm happy with the people that know who i am in my county and in my cities that i've done they've all known me to beat an mc started off as that and then now doing this i've gotten way uh, more i, I got a bigger response from the, doing the shows from the, the, doing the interviews than i did as an mc and not because i was a bad mc i don't think so i think i'm pretty good but to me it was more like what's going to be the best thing for hip-hop down the line is does it need another mc or does it need something that's not being contributed right and i think part of grab like a great slug line sacrifice takes parts in grabbing mics right and that is from like sacrificing for your time and your family blah blah blah. but it also has to be a lot of things you're going to have to sacrifice so Without being like a victim, I'm sacrificing what it could have been to be an MC and contribute through that, right? And I'm saying maybe that has to take a back burner to what really is needed. To what hey, really so is needed.
0: So did Tigger. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. you 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 like you you cut from that cloth. Those guys, like Tigger, how many times did you see him out rap? The uh, so-called rap stars the, that came I, on, his you show. you were waiting for. It. Most you were of the waiting time. for
1: that. The, <laughs> <And> the freestyle <laughs> was the best part, right? Sway is a perfect example, right? He had he made his thing, he made his nose, and now he went into this, and then he realized, man, this is really what the culture needs, right? This yeah. is really what. And it I is recently really
0: saw for. him on uh his and hers TV show. He was filling in for Michael Smith. He did an excellent job. He, yeah. he was on a couple of episodes, and you know it felt good to see that uh you know to see him like rising now you know he's doing sports or whatever moving on getting bigger in the media game because he always had the skills you got the skills too man you never know you know you might end up doing like the raiders uh coverage or <laughs> something like that before the end of this day you
1: know what i was thinking i was watching tv i was watching tv and i'm like dude you could host the tonight show like t- Jimmy Fallon was a comedian on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He was a stand-up comic. He's hosting the Tonight Show. Like, dude, your career, your path can very well take you there one day, right? And the reason that I think these thoughts aren't uh, all way out of grasp is the fact that I'm here tonight. Okay? The the show started with me and fluent in a garage, condenser mic in the middle. We would not even, don't talk directly at the mic, remember? It was talk past the mic and it would pick everyone up in the room to that. To, oh, hey, we're driving, I'm going to do a podcast with Abstract Roo right now. Like, the progression and the acceptance is there. Like, oh, okay, this is something that I don't have, that we talked about how hip-hop called you really early in your life, remember? And there wasn't really that much of a struggle to the, it was like, oh, moms was kind of worried and concerned, but at 11, you were doing something else, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what the hip-hop gods had in mind for you, right? Basically. And this is what the hip hop gods have in mind for us because it hasn't been, oh man, it's so hard, it's so difficult. It's been so continuous and on an easy pattern that it's, oh, this is the right road. In life, we always try to go the way we want to go, mm. not the way that life want has already designated for you. We're fucking stubborn. We're stubborn, dude. No, no, no. I want to be a rapper. I want to be an MC. Okay, good. And life's like, nah, dude, you want to be this. No, no, I want to be. So it's hard in a road. You're climbing mountains. When this road is just paved for you right here, homie. But no, you're stubborn and you want to go one way. It's when the moment that I realized, you know what? Life it's beautiful paved. There's no potholes. There's no mountains. There's no hills. There's nothing that I'm going to have to fight through on this direction because this is what life had intended for me, you know? So knowing all that stuff, it made it that much easier to just continue and build and grow with all the other artists and all the other people. And eventually, everything had to break down exactly the same way that it did in order for me to be standing here with you tonight.
0: Right in this spot, flowing, because that's what you are doing. And that's what we do when we freestyle. We tune into the consciousness of what we really exactly. think. Exactly,
1: exactly.
0: And then we interpret that uh, in a sort of stick shift with the beat, whatever the rhythm is telling us. I mean, that's how you flow. And to tell is to actually be telling what's inside of you. Now, I could tell you a lie. You know, but you'd probably, if you were smart enough and had enough common sense, be able to figure that out and ask me enough questions to figure that out, or you'd be like, "Uh, whatever," but to truly tell you know is just a synergy, a streamline of consciousness of something that you know to be true and that you know you've walked and you know that you feel you know what I mean so To tell a lie is more to be asked a question that you don't want to really truthfully answer. Right. But to tell, in the sense of how we say flow and tell, is truly a synergy and a streamline of consciousness. If you don't know, we come to flow and
1: tell. Flow and tell. Flow and tell.
0: That's what you have done here tonight. That's what we have introduced. That's that right. will happen on this show. I'm excited me, about it. Me too. And, and I will say hip-hop. that October 2nd, for all of you people all over the hip hop earth, not just in Los Angeles, because we got people flying in for this thing now. Flow and Tell Volume 10. It started out as a tour with myself, Abstract Rude, and Tribe Unique. Big up Zulu Butterfly. We had DJ D from Ass Men. We also brought along Two Mex, A Wall One, and Bus Driver, and we did a 10-11 state tour. And from that tour, really branched out an independent network that to this day we've accessed, and a lot of our friends have accessed, and we've all really grown into a lucrative independent underground network. And that's what's so great about calling this show Flow and Tails because, it, you know, we can finally have a home in media to validate the movement that has been going on since 2000. We're now in 2015. We brought the biannual event. We introduced that concept in 2011 with Urban Underground Weekly, much respect to Gigi and DJ Leviathan who have held it down for nine consistent years in L.A. doing hip-hop events, bringing old-school and new-school acts together in, in this crazy mixture. And um, they're having their ninth-year anniversary this Friday, actually, tomorrow, at uh, August the, the 7th at, at the airliner. But um, we came together in 2011 and decided to do this thing twice a year. And we're we're nine volumes in so far, and our tenth one is coming up on October the second. And just in addition to the first tour, you know, the the legacy has been has 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 basically just been rejuvenated with you know the biannual event, and we've done tours t- leading up to the uh, biannual event in the years that we've done it as well. And those have been fun going up and down the coast. Either we'll go Northwest or we'll go Southwest, you know? And for the most part, we'll do the, the, the seminal, uh, I would say that the seminal exercise in flow and tell is the 16 bar rap competition, Yeah, which we acronym as the SBRC, the 16 bar rap competition. And we have literally turned that into like the next rites of passage for whatever it meant to be on stage at the good life blowing up, whatever it meant to be at project blow. Though project blow still happens. And of course, you know, get your respect down there. But we've sort of turned this from having real bloating and judges and, you know, taking this thing real seriously. We've turned this into a a true rites of passage for MC in LA. Um. that same type of energy that you used to get there,
1: let me ask you now is it is are we talking a straight battle competition or is it is it like a
0: no, okay, Describe, it's not a battle let competition. me know what it's like It is a written competition, though you can freestyle, okay usually when we take it on the road, cats mainly freestyle because they weren't so privy to the beats and the the concepts and things like that, but for the main event that's held in l a biannually. Uh, one in the spring, one in the fall, we introduced the beats and the concepts. We leaked them out a couple of months before the event. So you can find them all on our uh, SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash flow and tell. Something else you got to get access oh, to. I'm on it. So uh, soundcloud.com slash flow and tell. The beats this year, and we always pick different producers. In the past, we've had Kenny Siegel, we've had Fat Jack, we've had DJ Drez, DJ Vadim, you know, all kind of people. Aspect One, uh DJ catch, uh, you know, so this year we got EQ, Rock'em, and Spock beats.
1: Spock. Shout so out to Spock.
0: Shout so shout I'm out shout say. out all those cats. We got we got two from EQ, one from Rock, one from Spock. They also gave us other beats that you'll hear during the interlude and in deliberation rounds where the judges are deciding who'll advance to the next round. But basically you asked, is it a battle thing? And no, it's not. It's more songwriting or, or subject control competition mixed with all the elements that you look for, like delivery, enunciation and clarity, style, uh, you know...
1: Dude, cr- so and, and so you crowd go.
0: Control, you provide
1: a subject for them,
0: and then blow and they, up factor, and
1: they do that.
0: We pro- I provide the subject, so it's it's my intellectual property that I'm leading up to an album that will be the Flow and Tell album. Dude,
1: that is so dope.
0: That we'll do now after ten volumes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, you know, like it was funny. Um, Namic and Destruct, who were our first two winners. Nam destruct went back to back and then Namek went three peat. Uh we had a love topic. See, we have topics that I throw you up. It's like you want to go at this stuff. It's like you're like, okay, rap about a broken relationship or you know what uh. I mean? rap about uh bad chemistry. And then it's like you gotta really talk about that in a way that intrigues the crowd and the judges. And everybody there listening, they know who won. You know they know who is more compelling.
1: Dude, I'm loving this idea of competition. I'm, o- I've always been for the fact, and, and like you said, some are written, some are freestyle, mostly freestyle, because they don't know what subjects are coming. So unless you wrote for everything, it's not going to happen. Right. I've always, like, I'm always thinking like the best battles are the ones that are written, and the reason is this, right? So if I freestyle, we're freestyle battling, right? What if I have an off night, right? And I fuck up or something, forget, okay? But if you go. You got two weeks, go write your battle versus come back. You had all the time in the world. You had time to go prep. You had time to go write. You race, and write, you race, and blah, blah 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 practice and deliver. And now you're coming back with your best shit, right? But that freestyle might not be your best shit. You know, baby mama might be bitching at you, or you're thinking about something else. It's gonna throw you off your game. But if you had to, if you had time to come back and write it, you know what I'm saying, you that you they have no excuses, you know what I'm saying? I'm all for that kind of stuff. So this is really dope because it's testing MCs to really dig deep. And, okay, random subject, love. And deliver and bring and still come with the 16s and the delivery and the stage presence and all and this And the stuff.
0: subjects are well thought out. We're not, you know. And you're right. It's a songwriting competition that at some point comes down to sort of like a battle. Yeah. You know.
1: Only because you're competing intensely. Because
0: you're competing. But um, we usually do it where there's a uh, qualifying round where all the 12, usually max MCs would do a 16-bar verse. So it's all about 16-bar. And here's the thing. We break down the whole history of where the bars come from, mm. time signature bars, what that means, and all that. We break all that down before we start the competition so they can know where that comes from. We can get into all that later. But it's 16 bars. So... Everybody usually will kick a sixteen and then we'll narrow the field down to eight that then go head to head. On the next topic, they're judged against the other person first. They could be disqualified. And the best um the best advance and then it comes down to two and then the winner wins. It's as simple as that. We do it. It happens, it could happen in as quick as like thirty minutes, or we could stretch it out to like forty five. Depending on the vibe. Depending on the vibe or whatever. We're gonna stretch this tournament out to four it'll be a forty five minute uh fair. We got one act coming up from eleven to eleven fifteen. The muses, Jada and Kelly Mack. And then after that we're we'll Kelly get Mack? A, Kelly Mack. Oh, yeah. I
1: haven't I, <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen Kelly Mack in forever, dude. That's that's what's up. So, I was so impressed when I saw her perform the first time, dude. I was so like, this chick is, this chick is bad, dude.
0: So, yeah, so. Shout out to
1: Kelly Mac, That's
0: what's up. Sh- shout out to Kelly Mac, Jada, KTF. So, um, and that's the thing about flow and tail, too. Just as the waters of the ocean flow, you know what I mean? And you get the hot waters mixing with the cold waters. Then you get the friction, <laughs> right? And you get all types of violent reactions sometimes, and everything, you know, poles shifting, you know what I mean? Glaciers melting. We mix it all up. We usually, you know, we have OGs. Our headliners have included, we started out with the original crew, ATU, 2MAX, bus driver, all that. Then, you know, we got into like A-Team. We did Haiku. Then we we branched out a little bit. We actually had one where we just headlined the SBRC at the fourth volume. In the fifth volume, we did an all-ladies one. Sixth one we did a Rat Pages L.A. Underground Classic Edition re- uh, Reunion with Razkaz, A.C. Medusa, all that. Um, seventh one Fat Seven was like, you know, kind of like kind of like the God Body one. So we had X Clan Born Allah. Mm. Uh, Fat Eight we like Fat Eight Hundred Eight. So we had all these producers. We had Fat Jack Drez, Elusive Aspect One. Kenny Siegel, all the producers. And then um Fat Nine last year we had Micah Nine, Scarab. Uh, you know, so and then so this year, Fat Ten is the tournament of champions. We got the freestyle fellowship experience with yeah. our whole yeah. boatload. You feel me? So and then all the all now it's like the SBRC is something to be taken seriously now you know what I mean at least by this cluster of good rappers yeah which no doubt. I'm which I'm proud of I'm I'm happy for them I want I can't wait to see which one of them walks through that wormhole and you know becomes the next SBRC champ and it's it's all coming right out of the movement of flow and tell so that's something else that we so what we'll begin to do on this show is we'll bring the winner on you know We'll have maybe, maybe we'll do a prelim round mm. on one of our shows. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. We'll let the public vote. Well, you know, we'll mix it up. Absolutely. Do all kinds of interesting things with the SBRC. We'll let people vote on topics, all kinds of things in the coming times and, you know, years of us doing the yeah. show. It could yeah. just evolve so sick dude
1: the the potential behind everything right that from from whatever it is developing the flow until the shows are and everything that has um that backing of the years of experience that you had and all this other stuff i'm really excited to see where it goes that's why that's why i told a fluent all the way up here was like dude the potential for this show alone it, it's it. sky's the limit it's infinite. It, it's infinite it's infinite not only because it is going to be really good on the promotional side is gonna be good for that that's that's off the bat that's good but i'm talking about also you have someone with years of experience in the game dropping wisdom and you just do it naturally bro it's just it's just like a natural thing for you to just you're just tuned in so whenever the moment comes up to talk about it you you talk about it with wisdom behind it which is really what I enjoy, just from your music and listening to you talk and the way you describe it with such passion and like, you, I could see it in your eyes, dog. when you're talking about it, like, dude, we got this happening and this is going to crack and this is going to be now done. I was, talking like, about, so, like, I was
0: talking about the flow of those waters. Yeah, like the, man. And I, I mentioned all the OGs we had and we've had newer artists too. You know, I've seen people use the Florentel platform to step onto the LA artist stage and be recognized you know that's what i'm trying to create and not artificially you know people they they earn it they get up there and they do their shit and make people feel them yep my home girl right here cinderella is is an example of that i just want her i want you to ask her about her she's had a couple of experience she's been to a couple of Florentales and actually ended up on the mic yeah so i i would like to just hear from her perspective you know how how your experience was or whatever
2: yeah what's up what's how up you y'all doing? good how are you
1: i'm good i'm always good <laughs> uh so the first time meeting
2: yes. was tonight
1: you yes. know and you're a good friend of that
2: absolutely yeah. okay
1: so and you've been to the flow and tells.
2: yeah um i came into 808 that was my first one um and um he blessed me by asking me to come and um, perform uh, with the KTF crew, kind of open up before them, and um, and it's all love, you know. Uh, went in there, nobody knew me really, but him, and misleading because I had met them together, but other than that, nobody really knew me. I think I met Woes a couple times. Me and Woes have done a few shows where he's emceed and I've performed outside of knowing that he was, you know, a part of the KTF crew and everything. But um, so I came in and no one really knew who I was. But, you know, after I performed, you know, everybody that is paying attention and that was down there now knows me. And I've, you know, I've had some amazing experiences come from that alone because now um, I, you know, came back for nine. I'm going to come back for 10. Nice. You know what I mean?
1: So on what... On what level are you coming back?
2: um I'm gonna do a little set.
1: i'm gonna do a little set. are you gonna be in, are you gonna compete and all that stuff or you just I'm, wanna do a- no
2: nah, i'm I'm just gonna compete. I mean, you know, round of the champions i'm I mean, we actually were just talking about it tonight, so um I think I'm just gonna do a set. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've thought about it too because I am a very i'm con- a concept writer. I'm completely conceptual and all that. It's just I never battling has always kind of detoured me because of the negativity and I know this isn't the same thing um but you know I guess because it feels a little bit like that I've always been like uh I don't you know I don't even want to battle someone because this one, well, this one is this one's you know they're they coming for the meat now um which is another reason like yeah. I don't think it's time for me to step into it but at the end of the day like you know if somebody was like tried to punk me and they called me out on it i'd (laughs) be in there like it ain't no it ain't no issue i just um you know i have some really good songs that i've been working with from um you know beats through the ktf label that uh, i'd rather just show those gems so so having been
1: there already right Mm -hmm. uh what what kind of vibe did you get from the one thing that i really judge a lot of the shows is not how good the show was Right. It was how how good of a time I had at the show. Oh. So it makes me want to come back to the next yeah. show. Same thing with the venues. Like if I remember having a bad time at that venue, no matter what show's on, I'm already yeah. going to think, oh, I remember that. But what, yeah. did, what vibe did you, nah, what energy did you get?
2: So I'm actually glad you asked me that because um, one thing you need to know about this venue if you know if you're tuned in and you're listening right now is... This is where real hip hop lives. This is where real hip hop thrives, and people aren't gonna. This isn't an open mic where people are gonna clap for you because they're happy you had the courage to get on stage. <laughs> yeah, real shit. You know, no, I, hey, I'm, for, I, I'm like, all wanna, for that. You know, yeah. um, there. These are you're dealing with pretty much. You know, at least half the people there being craftsmen of their own. You know, and yeah, women who've been doing this on their own, you know, for X amount of years and who are you? You know what I'm saying? So um that's why it's often referred to as a rites of passage because this is one of the only scenes I mean really I personally and, and I'm not not to say maybe I haven't been to the right venues, but I personally haven't been to a venue that is this hip hop cultured in the sense of true to hip hop, true to the lyricism True to the feel of um, what hip-hop originally was born to be and was created before the radio kind of tried to shine it up, you know what I mean? And yeah. take it in its own way. It's a direction. reflection of the roots. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, people are listening. They're not just, people didn't come out to drink. They might, you know, they might be drinking, I don't know, but. <laughs> I don't drink so I have yeah. never paid too much attention but you know people don't come out they're not out there to drink they're out there to see who is the best artist in LA and LA is the biggest city on the west coast and the second biggest city in the nation so you know fuck out of here I, what I think, you talking
1: about that is huge I, I, <laughs> I love sh- I love shows that like this one seems very much and I'm sure there's a lot of fans but uh it's very much intended for the artists right so yeah. the fans will be other artists yeah right and eventually you know these are your counterparts yeah. judging you right yeah. because you're voluntarily going up and saying all right i know you guys right when nabic steps up there dude he knows everyone in that crowd when foxy goes up she yeah. knows we all know foxy you know what I'm saying like we all know the people that are going up so we're very much saying all right this is what we're here for right. we're all MCs let's do it and now judge me based on that you guys are on on on, you know you're my counterparts you're my neighbors you're my friends you know me you know and And i think it's very important to have give the artists back that power to decide who's dope not just the fans right the fans are important but dude you're you're never going to be in a group of of mcs right and not everyone think that they're the best and now when you're able to prove it it's right? like
2: someone who doesn't know about buildings looking at your building and being like, you're the best architect I've ever seen. And it's like, this shit is about to blow away with, the, yeah. you know, the but, it's it, but if, bad another But if, another, <laughs> you know I mean? but if like, another
1: architect walks up and goes, dog, this yeah. could have or oh, dude, great like, fucking job. Perfect. Then like, it's,
2: this is, it's a validated, yeah. um, you know, opinion because they actually understand and respect the craft. And yeah, no doubt. It actually, you know, it takes a lot for you to um detour yourself away from natural human ego and compliment somebody and really you know and realize that there's there's room for any and everybody who's good if you're good there's room for you because we can we'll make a bigger platform if there's more good people like that's we'll just keep going we'll never stop you know so that's like yeah that's a thing and And another beautiful thing that I personally got from it is, um, the collaborations that are in the makes and in the talking and stuff, you know, like, um, you go out and you see, for example, like Blunt Funk, amazing, killed it. I mean, just totally tore, tore the whole, you know, show. It it was just crazy. And you know i i personally you know connected with archive and we've discussed you know doing a collab with you know my schedule's kind of been busy traveling a lot but that type of stuff like where are you going to get access to artists that also want to work on the craft and are willing to go let's do whatever is good if it's good let's do it and you know? and this is
1: not uh it's not a new concept to surround yourself with like-minded and like-skilled individuals, dude, they used to do this back in the day when all the poets were gathered in the center of the town. And what were they doing but spitting bars at each other the whole time? Da 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 da. And then this poet will get up and like the, you know, or or the arts, Picasso would with this cat, and they would just, you know, and the energy is flowing, and, and the art is in the air. It picks up, and it really validates you as an artist to have other artists validate you. It's you the know?
2: highest form of validation. It, it, the honestly.
1: ultimate. The it's, ultimate. I mean,
2: other than the most high, it's... the you know <laughs> well, yeah. Mean, that you Besides know God me himself so going, hey, your shit's dope It's the ultimate. Yeah. And, and on that note, you know, I'm going to turn it back to a living legend here. To, <laughs> Um, Just say thanks. I appreciate your respect and everything that you do for so me. So,
1: Flo and Tell, we expect all you guys to be there. Right? Give them the date. Give them the location one more time.
0: The date is Friday, October the 2nd, the location is Urban Underground at the airliner 2419 North Broadway Avenue in Los Angeles, California, just past Chinatown in Lincoln Heights. For those of you who know, doors open at 9 p.m., close at 2 a.m. We will be going all night. We have a special guest appearance by volume 10. Yes, it is Flow and Tell volume 10. So we will have volume 10. At the end of the fellowship experience set, we're going to bring him out. And some other surprise heavyweight homies. Blunt Funk, she mentioned, I neglected to mention earlier, uh, are on the main stage. um, This volume as well. And it will be going down in a lot of major ways. My dude, Mr. Chief of KTF Reggae is coming into town. I mentioned Jada and Kelly Mack before. We're doing a KTF uh, Artist Showcase on the downstairs stage with DJ Zola's Speech Impediments. And then, you know, a bunch of artists like B-Squid, Cinderella be there, who you just heard from, Johanna Fraze, Misleading, Shame's uh, Worthy will be down there. And uh, we got, of course, all our residents, DJ Soul Life, Big Up, DJ Looman, really got to give respect to them. And DJ Leviathan, of, of course, uh the djs that hold it down for us at the event all of our resident hosts like mc woes and um bonnie blue is actually going to be hosting the downstairs stage Dope. Uh, this time and we got i believe Shamesworthy is hosting the outside stage yes he is so um we got oh no, we got L Scatter. I think El Scatter is hosting that stage. Anyway, it's gonna be going down in a major way. And um make sure y'all get to the airliner on Friday, October the second for Flow and Tell Volume Ten so that you can witness and and be there. You know, we have people coming from out of town. Shout out to my dude Arlus from Seattle. He was the Seattle. Uh, Sbrc champ Rick Scales was the San Diego Freeway to Florentel Sbrc champ. That's why we invited him back. And um, that one chick Uno was the Bakersfield Sbrc champ. So all of them are in there for blood. We yeah. got Lyra Flip yeah. from from you know swim team up in there. He's in there for blood. He usually see he's a guy who's freestyled the Sbrcs. And although you can win freestyling, the main event, you won't win freestyling. I don't care how good you are. Because you won't have 16 directed bars directly on that subject. And the people who wrote will. And they'll get you with their wit because Mm. they got to previously conceive. Yeah. So to anybody, I, I will say this. Those slots have filled up to about 13... We do have three. We have people who claim they're coming, they want to get in it. It's sort of a first come, first serve, but we have to know you this time. Right, right. So, you know, there's cats like Native Altar, Grizzly Adams, uh, who, and then I've seen people tag a lot of people. Hey, if you guys really want to be in it, you better get there early. Doors open at 9 o'clock, you know. That's what I would say. And um, Flow and Tell is, Flow and Tell continues. Flow and Tell continues. Shout out to all of our sponsors. Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, Project Blow, One Love Gallery Deluxe, Fat Bowl. We also have uh, Acrylic. We have Covert. We have Mad Happy. We have Freshmore. Freshmore is actually going to be holding down our artist booth this volume. So big up to all of them. Big up to Wake the Flock Up. Big up to Align Gallery. You know, we just we just keeping the feel out here. And hopefully we'll see y'all out at the airliner on Friday, October the second.
1: They will be there. It'll be packed house. I cannot wait. It's gonna be bananas, dog.
0: I'm excited about it. You don't know, we come to to
1: Let's move on to this, because I've been dying to ask you about your trip. How did mm. your trip go? Talk to me. Where did you go? Break you, it down.
0: You know, my trip went well. First of all, I'll say that I did a little repair work on the whole, like, codename Scorpion front. So, oh, I was so
1: hoping you, would, you did that. Who,
0: who knows? We'll we'll probably be making something happen. With you know Mocha's going to be in town. He is going to be in town. That's my brother. There you go. You know, I, I, I talked with him while I was over there, so. Did a little bit of work with that. Um the trip was awesome. I went through Vancouver, went through Kelowna, shout out to my homies, uh, Northwest Division, shout out to um shout out to my homie Aaron in Kelowna, shout out to Emotions. Then, you know, I was I did the festival while I went out there The Star Valley. that was amazing. We had a packed crowd. Um, rock with my boy DJ Ripple shout out to him main event touring power moves <laughs> but um the next night Ozone Motley was rocking and they asked oh, me shit. to come up with them so I got to rock with them Ooh. and that was awesome and uh, I rocked on that song Saturday Night yeah yeah alright so should I get ready for the Saturday Night I did a little rap on there with them and then I went to uh, Nelson, B.C., and that show was off the hook, like small town, but it was off the hook because that's where my people are essentially located. And we also rocked out Saskatoon, which was the best show. Calgary, ended it in Calgary. And then on my second night in Calgary, Talib quali was performing, Fuck. and he called me up to do a freestyle with him, you know, at the end of his show. Yeah. Dream come true, rocked it and um came on back you know and I, i'm gonna be going back to the east coast of canada i didn't get to do the east coast solo but uh i get to do it with sage francis yeah coming up in mid-october right we're gonna do about eight dates over there on the east coast
1: sage francis has got to. well uh he's been on the show he's been on wake the flock up and okay he's I, I i he raised me he's one of the there's like five mc because i didn't have a dad or a, a older brother or anything like that right mm-hmm. so i just turned to hip-hop for guidance and and you know uh, advice on how to how to attract some situations and how to look at them and sage france is one of the cats i give full credit for raising me dude like personal journals was a bible to me dude. But. And to this day, I can still put on, like, message saying or something like that. And it just takes me back to being a kid. 16, 17, 17, 16, 16, 17, Panther. And I got to finally meet him through the show. And uh, first thing, he doesn't know me. gives me a big bear hug. Like, oh. Like, oh, it's so good to, good to see you. I'm like, oh, like we're old friends or something, you know? And, and he sits down and he's t- totally honest, totally true, uh, just such a down to earth guy. You know what I'm saying? So that's the quality of artists that you're hanging out with. That's the quality of artists that are, that are, that you've kind of involved yourself in because you are that kind of dude. Dude, it's been very easy sitting down and, and, and talking with you and getting to know you. And it was really cool. I know you were busy during your whole trip. I wish we got a chance to talk more because I wanted to hear. The fucking these stories that you're kind of telling me, even if it was just through like a text, like oh, dog, it just killed. We me. will, and
0: you know, as we as we progress here, we will. That you know, hey man, it's stressful to get across the Canadian border.
1: Is it? Know. Is it really bad?
0: I mean, you got to you, you know, like hey, you got to like button up. You know what I mean? And put on. The I right picture face. like I
1: picture like can I picture mooses and mm. and like syrup. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really picture it to be like, like, what are they telling you at the border, bro? Like, what are I'll tell they?
0: Tell you like? this: you ain't getting across, man, a hundred times nowhere near as easy as you are down south. Just put it that well, way. I, it, it,
1: <laughs> how, how does it work? How does it work? Because, like, t- you know, like average person, American is thinking like Canada's like woods and and all this stuff. But what, why, why is it so difficult about it? Like, what, well, what are they giving you grief about?
0: Well. They obviously care about who they let into their country and they don't want <laughs> they do a better job at us, that, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, they 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 I mean they're northern. They're they're up there. So, you know, it's not like they're attached to Mexico. Okay. They're attached to the United States. Right. <laughs> um, who the United States is pretty stringent about who they let out. You gotta you mm. gotta you gotta go through the US border before you get to the Canadian border
1: and and they so you got kind of two borders you got to deal with
0: right so if you caught yourself running from something violent or something like that you first got the USA you know and then side you the side. to deal with and then once the USA let you in now Canada's like all right they might <laughs> they might have let you out right, 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 right but uh you got a DUI nah we good
1: oh no. like that
0: yeah if it's if it's too fresh you might not get in. You know, domestic violence. They don't like they don't like um felons and uh they don't like violent offenders. And this is all
1: stuff that you divulge or the like do they research
0: They not your jacket. It's oh. right on your passport. You gotta have a passport. Yeah. And your jacket is right there.
1: It's craziness.
0: And so they ask you first, have you ever yeah it been any of this and yeah. so if you try to hide it yeah. now they're like oh you got something to hide see ya
1: it's even worse
0: <laughs> you know yeah so you know it's a lot of um mental trauma
1: how do you prepare for a trip like if you that, haven't
0: though? lived a squeaky like squeaky, mentally clean, you squeaky clean life
1: what is it how do you how do you get ready for for something like that for an experience like that
0: um just pray and just i mean i mean i live my life in a certain way you know, I've been devoted to this music. So then one of the benefits of that is you're 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 in the league of musicians. You're a franchise player. You're globetrotting doing this. You're in your places of business around the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you ain't hurt nobody. You know, you might have your strong opinions, but you're in your lane. You know yeah. what I mean? No doubt. You're in your lane. So I'm in the musician's lane. I'm in an artist lane globally. Always have been You're a traveler of I've, the world. Like this is that. what I've always been doing since the mid nineties. So that jacket follows me. And that jacket follows the sort of like unseen hand of underground and then seen hand of not so underground of of of, of like above indie ground hip hop. You know, so you got the unseen hand of the lifers like Project Bloat, Hieroglyphics, Living Legends, Quantum, and Rhyme Sayers, you know. And then, you know, there's other people inside of that. But to me, a lot of the people fall into those lanes of those people. Then you got your like, you know, like your J5 dilated contingency. Your strange music, your stones throw, you know, your uh you know, a cup a couple of other people that are alluding to me right now. Your major players in the that scene. Are, that are that yeah. are you know, yeah, more absolutely. major players, you know, Talib and them, yeah, you yeah. know, most deaf and them. You know what I mean? So
1: you you, conti- you continuously run into other artists all the time
0: we are we are the ones who got a taste of that industry like deal signage and um and like then lost it but then mm-hmm. resiliently continued transferred into um uh independent distributors like Caroline Buds Fat Beats Revolver TRC mm-hmm. New Groove Alliance uh, mean Street Distribution, you know, transferred into labels like Decon, Battleaxe, you know, a lot of failed ventures, Ocean Floor, Mass Men, a lot of failed ventures, um, to, to then eventually settling into what were these more powerhouses of who was really super serious about that, you know what I mean, and now you got. Aside from all of us, this whole new DJ EDM producer yeah. lane that has genres. exploded. Yep, good on them. You know what I mean. And we're still doing our thing too. So um, that's what it is.
1: Let me ask you something, and this is a little bit more personal, right? And maybe, maybe I'm not thinking it. I'm not thinking about it through the eyes of someone who's who's seen it already and been there, right? What do you see happening for those coming behind you in those same lanes? Because I don't know if there those lanes are gonna be there for them. Like you guys, what I'm saying is, dude, you're one day, Ab, you're gonna be like, I've done what I've done, I'm good, I've developed, I'm you know what I'm saying? There's not gonna there's gonna be a day where you won't be here.
0: No, those lanes will be there for them. They already are. I mean, there's already people after us. There's already dumbfounded, so, you know, open mic like ego. You know, Milo's coming. There's already Reverie, Gavlin, Velda, Wonder. You know what I mean? All these cats that are in the SBRC doing anything. Chamber Records. All the people that we put on the flow and tell. That's why we do this. To connect mm. it. We, you know, one thing we did have at The Good Life and The Blow was this synergy of this ever, um, you know, replenishing whirlpool of talent That was that was all, you know, coming together just like how creation is just like how all these elements, you know, and the atmosphere are are coming together to create life. We were always replenishing. We weren't the crew that was as old as our last oldest member. Yeah. We were constantly getting younger, you know. There's 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 some joints between me and the fellowship guys. You know what I mean? There's some years between us. There's some years between me and Bus driver, and then him and the Hellfire guys, right, right. And we got some younger ones coming. We are, I yeah. mean, low in theory. They they got new producers constantly coming. We got new MCs. All you know, the bloat is still happening. They verbs and those guys, Alpha MC. They do bananas. That's the new movement. You know, we we're all L A. This the synergy of the artist movement in L A. Will never die. It will never die. Mm-hmm. So all that you was just saying, no, that's a soliloquy, you know, no, that's not happening. Yes, they'll, if, if abstract rules aren't around, somebody else would be doing it. Guess what? Before I was doing it, somebody else was. And there's several people who are doing the same thing that I'm doing in their own right right now. Yeah. We're in a metropolitan city, metropolitan Los Angeles. In 2014, the census estimated that there was 18 and a half million people in metropolitan los angeles <laughs> Fuck a lot of people that's a lot, that's of, a people. Shit a lot of people we had, yeah. we, we deep into 2015 it's 19 million people out here dog yeah for sure Vent to be 20 yeah Vent to be 20 yeah so so i say once they get 20 you know we've been in the game 20 years try to stay relevant in the city with 20 million people you know, there's not twenty million people in Canada. When I when I when I told that stat to my Canadian brothers, they were like, There's not that many people in the whole of Canada. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that's what cats like us been doing out here. And I mean, I ain't that it's like it ain't what you did, it's what you it's what you do. So we just keep pushing until people don't want to push no more and the people that want to keep pushing still pushing. It was a lot of people that used to rap at the good life and the blow. And you can sort of count the people that are still fully, you know, pushing it like that, you know. Shout out to the homies like Rifleman, and you know what I mean. Uh, of course, you know, all the aforementioned names, everybody who's featured on my album that's called Legacy of Hip Hop Soul is a testimony of the people that you kept pushing, you know that somehow like stayed relevant in their lane of what they were doing. And if I can, you know, I'm going to have all of them at flow and tell. Yeah. at some point, mm-hmm. just, we mix it up, you know, we mix it up.
1: The, the one thing that doesn't stop me, that never stop, never ceases to fascinate me. Right. Is when I talk to people that have been around for all like artists, as yourself and those other people, it's how much, how happy they are to see the next group of people coming behind them, right? So, like, they realize, dude, the, wa- the road that I'm walking on was paved this much, right? Because somebody else walked it in front of me. All I'm doing is continuing to pave the road for the people that are coming behind me, right? So, there's, like, I never see, like, a sense of bitterness or a sense of, like, entitlement to the road. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like you're like, dude, no, no, no. When I'm gone, somebody else will take my my place, and then there'll be another generation before them and before them and all that stuff, right? So it's really like encouraging for me to see, okay, the people that are walking the road ahead of us, they fully intend and want us to follow them behind. Like there's no sense of like ownership for the scene or the game or for hip hop. You know what I mean? I yeah. think, and I think it's an important thing to let people know that that's how you feel about it. Right, because there's got to be some people that's just like, oh, it seems unattainable to sit with an abstract, to sit with, you know, like to, even like me, like to me when I met Toolmix, it was a huge fucking deal for me, just being a hip hop head to meeting Toolmix was like, whoa, dude, like I can't believe it, you know what I'm saying? And and some people are gonna see like, oh no, they're way too ahead, or they're 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 those. When well, you guys- I mean,
0: it's like this: we are and we aren't. You know what I mean? In some in some regards, you want to be. Because, you know, you still want to maintain that artistry, that mystique. Yep, yep. And in a lot of regards, you know, you're a real person, real ass person. Let's we'll call it that. You're a rap. <laughs> you're <laughs> okay. a rapper. You're a true rapper. You're a real ass person. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, that's the balance. The balance is the mystique and the real ass pers- persona. Um, That's what we're all doing. Online, on social media with your smug little sarcastic Twitter <laughs> updates. Yeah. And okay. your fucking, oh, what a clever Instagram post. And your, oh, opportune periscope moment. <laughs> and your, oh, so cool Snapchat of a day. Your sunset. It's really deep, bro. Now, what we really, now, now, now all of that massages, damn. Type type YouTube video. Yeah, no doubt. Uh <laughs> damn. Pretty, oh, she's deep. Pretty so dope deep. SoundCloud song. Oh man.
1: <laughs> He's so in tune with the world.
0: Pretty dope SoundCloud song. And then oh what a human insta moment. <laughs> oh, what a Snapchat bowl. Oh, what a periscope blunt roll. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, back into a oh, kilted at the show. Oh, murdered the festival. Oh, you know, came tight on the interview on Wake the Flock Up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Which is I mean? the ultimate, I think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. it <laughs> uh no and you're right and i I talked about this earlier was like people were like i hate people with eagles like the people with eagle man it really gets on my nerves when artists have this huge ego and all that stuff right and what i kind of told him was like having thought about it was you like it. ultimately dude we're all eagle maniacs here right now like right here we're all eagle maniacs. because what we did is created an alternate persona to represent us I'm not going to be Aaron. I'm going to be Abstract Root. I'm not going to be George. I'm going to be Concept. I'm not going to be Sarah. I don't know. I'm going to be Cinderella. Everyone's going to that's my name. It's right. not. <laughs> Janet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope. No. Sarah, come on.
1: Sarah, no, no. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do this. And then this person is going to be the representation of everything I do that's dope. Everyth- all the dopeness is going to be this person. So your Eagle. It's going to be abstract rude, right? And yes, you, you need it. You need the ego to step on stage first time ever because your ego is going to be what you, what gets, lets you, allows you to forget all your insecurities, forget all the, all the, oh, I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm too, whatever to rock that mic, right? And then the boost from the crowd or the reception you get it's going to feed it and then let you rock the next show. And then it's going to allow you to think better of yourself. It's a necessary evil, right? But it can be very much an evil, and it can be your your downfall if you don't keep it in check.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, it manifests itself not even in an alias. I mean, you got cats like remember Eric Sermon?
1: Yeah, remember.
0: But he but he did call himself the E.W.E. But then
1: remember Eric. But then out
0: of his crew came Keith Murray. Yeah. But you don't know, remember, like, uh, Redman was all, was always ready to call himself Reggie Noble.
1: Yes, yeah. Reggie Noble.
0: That was like a death Squad thing. You you know, you wrapped your real villain, name, yeah. which came from Eric Sermon. Right? And I used to trip off. I remember uh, my homegirl Regina was like, she loved Keith Murray. She was like, Murray don't need no aliens. He just like, well, I'm Keith Murray. <laughs> and I remember I met him. <laughs> At the like Gavin or something like that in 95. And this dude was the most turned up, oh, ready no. to fight and just <laughs> go crazy, dude, in the whole game. Damn. Okay. So see, it's like, you know what I mean? Ego manifests itself in a whole lot of ways. You know what I mean? I always just tripped off the MCs and just called themselves their real name. Like, whoa, you, is that a sign of you being? Super egotistic. You like? I ain't even hiding behind a name. I'm my government nigga. Like, <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I've had tried to like think about that before. But the, those, but those
1: names go good, dog. Like like Keith Murray. Eric like that's a dumb name.
0: You, know, you know, Yeah yeah. That's tight. If
1: if, if, his name was, if his name was like <laughs> if his name was like uh that is Winston Winston Peterson. You <laughs> right. wouldn't you, you wouldn't, wouldn't call yourself Winston Peterson. Right. You wouldn't be like, right. oh, or, or you know what I'm saying? You know, you wouldn't do that. I always but it, wanted it just to fit. ask him,
0: <laughs> what did you go by? You know what I mean? Like double K or KM KMC. <laughs> and then you got with Eric Sermon and yeah. he was like, Your name is Keith Murray, my nigga. You should just go by Keith Murray. Yeah. I like that name. See, I went by Eric Sermon. You should go by Keith Murray. <laughs> Crazy. I always wondered that. Things that make you say, hmm, on Flo and Tail Radio. Somebody asked. Oh, wondering. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Boom. Lamar. Boom. Boom. He was K-Dot. J-Cole's not
1: his real name, right? Not J-Cole. It can't be. It's probably like Jason Cole or something, right? But, hey, man, maybe, we got, maybe I'll start thinking about that, bro. That'd be <laughs> George. That's it. Just one name, George.
0: Who's bigger, <laughs> Fresh Prince or Will Smith?
1: Oh, for sure, for sure, Will Smith. But then they talk about you talk about movies and stuff. That's a, that's a different tale. Yeah, yeah even The Rock was The Rock was like The Rock for like three movies, and then Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and now he's just Dwayne Johnson. Right, it's no longer The Rock unless he's wrestling again. but it takes us back to the to the ego thing. Like it's important to feed it. You don't want to starve it either, dude. Like someone with a really deflated ego is someone really sad to look at bro like that's when depression kicks in and those sort of stuff you know what i'm saying because there's nobody complimenting whatever it is that you're looking to do or it and it, it keeps you alive man it's just one of your instincts like uh like dude it goes back to like the cavemen like if they didn't have enough like this is my turf this is my when they were hunting whatever fucking caveman hunt you know mastodons or whatever i can take that mastodon and fed him right mm. it, 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 that's what fed him i got the courage to take down this bull or whatever they were eating you know what i'm saying bulls i don't know there could be there could be bulls right a yak yeah exactly if you you're literally eating off of it it's important. yeah and if
0: you want to you if you want to uh it's is managing that you know managing that That's what staying around and playing this whole game and being in this industry is, is managing that with people and giving people their space and no one went to, uh, you know what I mean, bite back and no one went to hold back and things like that that um, sometimes would change your perception of an artist. And, I mean, sometimes you could have had a bad day. Sage could have, you know, you met him and he hugged you, but he could have came in here arguing with his girl, feeling like he was going through hell, like his name of his tour right now. And who knows? Maybe you would have met a different guy. And yeah. that would have, like, ruined you on him forever. It but would've. luckily, he managed it the right way. He, you know, he played the game the right way. Not that that wasn't real, that that wasn't him. But... Luckily for him he you know he was on his shit he was on his right square
1: and I, that and, day. I think,
0: and we we've all had our bad days right. we've all had our bad days there's people who have a bad perception of me based off you know that one day a slight moment <laughs> the, the or day something. you got the ticket no i could have been like i'm coming in and i'm like we didn't sound check yet cuz For those of y'all that don't know, when I step into the place, the first thing I'm thinking about is sound checking. Where's the sound? You know, setting Mm. up my merch. I don't even feel right until those things are done. But I have to come off of that and come out of myself if a fan is like, yo, you know what I mean? But, like, you could catch me in maybe a moment where I'm like, (laughs) or where is something I'm looking for? You know what I mean? There was one time that really profoundly fucked me up, actually, where uh, this this couple, I had to really go to the bathroom, like, really bad when you have to really go, you know? And I was, like, streamlined oh, into the bathroom, yeah. laser focus <laughs> yeah. to the freaking bathroom. And they're like, yo, can we take a picture real quick? And I'm like, I will take the picture with you. They'll give me a second. You know, I'll be right back. So I went to the bathroom. The backstage was sort of by where the bathroom was. Okay. And I brought pizza. I came out the bathroom. Had forgot, admittedly, about that picture. Oh. Went backstage, <laughs> had my pizza, got my hair right, did whatever I had to do. Yeah. Came back out. It may have came back out and been on the mode of, like, then we come back out and go outside or whatever I was thinking about doing.
1: How long did it? You think it took you to come back out?
0: No, no, I came back out. I just whisked by them or didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Come back to them.
1: So like twenty, thirty minutes after you no, left no, to the no, bathroom? No,
0: no, less than that. Okay. Probably like within ten. Okay, ten the minutes. The point is, yeah, the crowd started filling up. Yeah. So I'm come back in and they aren't in my line of sight. And I wasn't thinking, it wasn't, didn't feel so important. It was like, I'm not going nowhere. Y'all not going, you're here for the show. We hadn't, the opener hadn't even went on yet. You know what I mean? I'm like, we're going to take that photo. In my mind, in my subconscious mind, I'm thinking we're going to take that photo. Like, no problem. Before you leave, we're going to take that photo. Of course, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, life went on. We did the show and everything. And somehow... The photo did get taken. I don't know oh. if they got offended and just went, well, fuck it. Or if it just didn't happen. I really don't know. But they sent me a message on my Facebook fan page oh, the next day like, oh, we wanted to take a photo with you and you wouldn't do it. We drove away from here. We got our son a babysitter. <laughs> we had we let our son listen to your music. No, We're no, never no. gonna let him listen to it again. <laughs> You're the devil, no, no. poison, <laughs> your youth. It, like I don't know what it's bullshit. It was it was, was hellfire. It was like it sucks. in that pro, that I'm not gonna lie. That had me fucked up. For like Dang. half that day. Dang. And I remember telling the homies, I will never not take a photo ever again. I will stop, drop, and lock it. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone ever asks, I don't care what I'm doing. If that's what I have to go through. Then of course they're like, Man, fuck them. Da-da-da-da. You know what I mean? You get all the perspectives. But and, and you, you didn't reply it. to the comment. I did reply. Oh, you did reply. What's yeah, your I, was, th- what did you I say? was just basically like we didn't we didn't take it? I was like, we didn't get around to take it? That's worse. I took a You brush. don't even remember like, if you took it, that's you know, even worse. And I'm like and I'm like, <laughs> why didn't we take it? I was there. I was there to, to, to the last person wanted to sell merch or me to, to the last banner got rolled up. Like yeah, yeah. from what I remember, like, how did that happen? I'm sorry. Like wow i'm sorry that you feel that way it wasn't like that and if i'm not mistaken they hit back kind of being like oh you know sorry to go so hard on you or whatever but i was just like whoa that's deep
1: got to you yeah got to you you
0: know what i mean and i mean you i mean come on you can't please everybody you wasn't made to if you could please everybody, there's somebody around the corner you can't please. Dude, and it's, and, come
1: and it's always gonna be, it's always gonna be, we drove four hours to get here, man. My, my, we, I, my kids listen to you all the time, and it's always like, yeah, come on, now. tone it down a little bit. <laughs> just, just, fucking, well, I drove from fucking Seattle to come see you, bro. Like, <laughs> no, you fucking didn't. Just calm down, right? We'll take a picture, it'll be that. But I hear you, dude. I hear you, man. It, that's got to be, I remember when, uh, uh, after, you know what happens to me a lot, MCs hit me up all the time and we will try to get on the show, and uh, there was this one kid who was, and I'm all for persistent, be persistent, because I might forget, I might not, I might scroll through the message and not read it right, right? and I had this this kid who wanted to get on, get on, and get on, and he's like, oh, dude, hit me up, dude, we got really good chatted up, talking, talk about it, I'm like, yeah, I'll hit you up, and then again, he goes, hey, hit me up, hit me up. And this is me just scrolling through, like, everyday messages. I get a ton of them. And I guess I must have just gone through his, like, for, like, three, two days or three or four days and not replied back. And then I get a message in big, bold, black letters. <laughs> <laughs> I could fucking take no for an answer. <laughs> 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 like I could fucking take no for an answer, too, you know. If you don't want to talk to me, just fucking tell me.
0: That's how his voice was, me, hey, dude. I'm
1: telling you, that's how it was. I can picture him just like clack, 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 clack. Send, motherfucker. You know, and then I, re- I look at him like, dude, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And then I go, yeah, and I see it like three or four days, of just messages, uh, hey, hit me, up, hit me up, hit me up, and I'm like, oh fuck, I feel like a dick. Didn't mean to diss him. Wasn't right. my intention. But it's always like this worst thing. Like, I've been trying to get at you forever and you've been trying to dodge me. Like, dude, I don't even know you. I'm trying to fucking dodge you. What are you talking about? It happens, dude. It happens. You know what I'm saying? It's but it's it's a good you thing that people want to come up to you and, and you know, you want them to do that. You wanna yeah. you want them to want to come up to you.
0: Hey, I want to want I want to please them if it's possible. If it's not possible. Didn't let the chips fall where they may. And God bless you. You know what I mean? That's how I see it.
1: That's a beautiful thing, man. I'm with it. I'm with it. So your trip went good. You killed it. And now you're back in the States, right? What's the uh, first thing you do when you come home? Like, what's What what is Abelak, like? first thing he does, walks in the door, it's...
0: Man, first thing I did, honestly, as soon as I landed and I was in the car driving home, called my daughter... You know, just to talk to her, let her know daddy's back. I know she was missing me. So um, after that, you know, just chill. Like, I came back. I wanted to clean up my house. You know what I mean? I wanted to really just get it in order. So I did some late spring cleaning kind of thing. Yep, yep. And uh, after that, couldn't really rest too long. Just dove right back into the next stuff that I got to do you know i got a tour with scarab coming up in september so there's that and um the sage thing was already in place so that was a blessing i didn't have to do much for that so just um preparing to enjoy the events this weekend this is like this is a seminal weekend in la kind of hip hop and music in general with just the Urban Underground nine-year anniversary with Zion Eye yeah, headlining this weekend. Yep. And then uh, the Low-End Theory Festival, the second annual Low-End Theory Festival, held at the Shrine Auditorium grounds. It's going to be thousands, at least 10,000 people there, Flying Lotus, lamp Killer, and a bunch more people, open mics playing. So that's two different cats shining in those moments that are on my LP as well. And then I'm dropping tomorrow. I'm dropping the um my a new video, The Can of Whoop Ass Reprise, produced by Kenny Siegel, featuring members of Project Blow, Rhyme Sayers, Living Legends. And that's just a who's who of aficionados, yep. of the unseen hand that I that I uh mentioned before. So August is, you know, coming back. It was like, okay, let's get right back on track with the next move to keep marketing and promoting the album. You know, it's been doing good. Let's get that next video out. Let's get our let's get our September events cracking. I'm doing some stuff with Brother Ali, late September. And, you know, I'm gonna go right into October with Sage. I'm dropping another video in November with me, Brother Ali and Slug from Atmosphere. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, just keep going after that, you know. So it's just like the plan was to do a world tour, you know. The plan was to do a world tour. Previously, i only been halfway around the globe. So I've been to three continents. We don't really count Antarctica, you know. So I've been to three. I've been to <laughs> Australia, Europe, People and You should do
1: it, though. You should do it. In like well, a big igloo, I,
0: if, and I just th- get I like the Eskimos
1: that. and rock a show.
0: Al Gore for threw the the, the the huge thing out there. It would have been dope if I could have been on that back in the day. But I don't think nobody's <laughs> <Gore>? doing. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Remember he threw the big when he launched basically the internet. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, the streamlining of shows and all that. Remember that big genesis? I think it was called the Genesis thing, and then the big you know global warming awareness thing that he threw. That was in Antarctica. I would have loved to have been a part of that. I think it was back in, like, 94 something like that. Google it. Anyway, um, other than that, I haven't known too many in anything big to have been happening on Antarctica. So we don't count Antarctica. Okay. Um, I have a line on that. you get a lot of
1: angry letters from Eskimos. You know that, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm thinking that's just where penguins go falling. All your
1: Eskimo fans are going to get on that message board again, bro. (laughs)
0: You
1: don't want to (laughs) come.
0: But, um, but, um. I've I've been to 3 of the continents of the other 6. So my plan was to go to Africa, Asia, and South America. To, you know, you kind of like three of the most old, you know, oldest kind of like important ones sorta. Of. But um you know, I want to go to the cultural really ones. So I want to go to those um and that's going to happen with this album, with this whole album campaign. Um, we've already landed Africa. We've always had the EU. And I'm talking to some people in Brazil. So, I, you know, we'll do Australia, which I've been many times. So once I accomplish that, I will feel like I gave this album the proper chance to succeed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So that's, I mean, right back into the fray, man. I, You know, honestly, I'm adding pieces of my team to, to make things easier on me. But you're only able to do that, you know, as either you could, A, afford them or offer enough equal value to sustain that. But, you know, I don't have a manager like some cats have. So I'm managing myself. But I work with different people in different lanes. It, I'm a very resourceful cat. Uh,
1: about this album, right? About this album in particular, right? Um, what does it mean at this stage in your career? Like, are you like, is this like a statement that I'm still here? I'm so, I still got it. I'm still delivering it. Or is this just an, another expression?
0: No, my career has proved that. Yeah. You know, my my presence here has proved that. It's just... The next album yeah, that is called, is representing the legacy of hip hop soul. You know, Daddy Kev, when, when he sat down with me back in 2012, he was like, you're a legacy artist. And he was like, it's a proud legacy. Yeah, absolutely. And that made me feel good that he thought about that. And I was just going to call the record Keep the Feel, which if you just, if you called it just that, you're just saying keep the feel, like keep going. Like, and I'm keeping that feel that y'all love that I that I'm always true to, right? But then when you colon it a legacy of hip hop soul, now you're coming into question like everything we've been doing in this whole good life project, flow, flow and tell synergy. So it was more of a statement of um. It was more of a statement of of uh. Saying that, uh, not, not, not just like we're still here, but, um, you know, this is what we've always been doing and continue to do, you know, and and just like it is, you know, this is the hip hop soul that we, you know, just are, Right, you know what I mean? With, like, not a whole, not too much on it. This is what I really wanted to say. One thing about, the, okay, I'll tell you what this album represents for me. I talked my way to it. <laughs> it represents every single thing that I wanted to do. Definitely. So, nobody telling me to change anything. Outside of the producer's suggestion that I, that I agree with him. So, that's what this record represents.
1: Freedom, basically.
0: Total creative control and um, you know, uh, total celebration of the career Rolodex. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with it. See, <clears> that's exactly what I wanted to get out of this, the first episode. So, in the beginning, you got to know us, you and me a little bit, and they'll get to know us Further down, as we go per episode, per episode, what we're involved in, what you got going on, a little bit of what I what I'm doing, you know, um, and where our minds are, our mindsets are right now, currently, because I think it's very important. Also, in in podcasting, the beautiful thing is that you can directly say what you feel. You don't have to guess it from a song. The as you know, the audience doesn't have to guess. Oh, I wonder how he was feeling right here. I don't wonder what he was thinking right there, and then interpret it their own way which is what you want them to do here you very directly tell them i got an album coming this is what it means this is what i did and i think it's not something that we have previously been able to do as artists Mm. before there wasn't it just wasn't there and this is a beautiful thing about the podcast and when um again go back to the flow and tell flow what i've done tell is talk about it directly the action the verb all that good stuff i love it you know so i'm really happy that we got to get that stuff out of the way in the beginning allow us to continue and kind of just keep brainstorming our way through the episodes because we besides the segments that you talked about that we're gonna you know imply into the next episodes coming up i think it was important for them to kind of see this for who we really are with uh letting you guys know we didn't write anything down there wasn't like a a book we're reading out of or topics that we wanted to touch base on questions that i have for ab from his tour and the stuff that he wanted to talk to me about you know, mm-hmm. and talk about it and promote and all that stuff. It's important. It's a good thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait for the next episode.
0: I Me think neither man now.
1: And then once we catch our stride, dude, it's gonna be unstoppable. I can feel it. I you agree. know what I mean? I agree. It's been a pleasure. I love this location. It has good energy, good flow to it. You know what I mean?
0: Much respect to the Align Gallery, Concept Seven One Four. Wake the flock up, my man. What's my man right here? His name again? Fluent, Fluent Rhythm. Floor is my partner.
1: He does all our graphics, all that good stuff like that.
0: Our special guest, Cinderella. Sarah. From the from the from the (laughs) KC. I'm forever gonna call you
1: Sarah from now on.
0: (laughs) Friday, October 2nd, once again. That's right. At the Airliner Urban Underground, Florentel, Volume 10. We hope to see all of y'all there. This is the start of something that's just gonna continue and be very needed in you guys' podcast lives. Exactly. So plan to plan to be hearing these and voices. It, it will be everywhere. Time.
1: We're gonna treat it like we treat any other things coming out of the wake to flock up. It'll be on iTunes, it'll be on SoundCloud, it'll be on Stitcher, it'll be on iHeart, it'll be everywhere. It'll have its own pages. So start looking out for that. It'll have its own Instagram. It's all everything. We're gonna make it a legitimate show for you guys because uh for me, well for me personally, it's not gonna be like a, a side venture. It's gonna be a venture that I'm gonna invest a lot of time into it because Definitely. the potential is there, dude. And and we're gonna make it happen. Uh I really, I'm hoping we could do it once a week. If we start doing it once a week, dude, I think we'll get that friction that we, we really can. Want.
0: And I, I think we could take advantage of my career and the things that yep. I'm doing.
1: Oh, I'm gonna take full advantage of your uh, fucking career. If I'm, apps.
0: if I'm, are if, you kidding me, if, if dude? I, <laughs> if I do have to be away, and and I would like to introduce. Uh, other special guest hosts that we bring in from my family yeah, yeah. that are very charismatic as well. That's something we can get into for the time. I remember uh, I used to do the Mass Distortion Show. Uh-huh. Uh Well, it was C-minus and DJ Lethal and DJ Homicide. And they had the homegirl uh, Jen on it too. And those guys would be going on tour. So then they brought me in for the times where like, they would be away and things like that and sometimes they'd like call them and somehow yeah. you know have it and different things like that there will be some times where I'm going on to like I'm telling you I'm doing this Scarab Tour or whatever but y'all rest assured that you guys will be let behind the walls into those experiences mm. with me as if you were periscoping yeah. my career <laughs> But the Periscope would be on. Wake the flock up.
1: Yep, and right here at a line tell Gallery.
0: baby on Flow and Tell Radio. Yep. That's right. So you know, just so to I stay take tuned. that as
1: a full commitment. You're gonna be backstage to any shows you rock, which is which is the which is really the oh, goal. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I was just like, oh dude, he's in it. I'm like, hey, that means I get to go backstage and kick it with brother Ali and chill and shit. That's what's up.
0: Yeah, it's going down, dude. You
1: <laughs> you have no idea. First of all, you fucked up giving me your number. Cause I, I'm gonna, dog. I'm gonna text you all the time. Hey, what did you What are you doing? What are you up to? Because yeah, I got to. I, just for bragging rights. Hey, text like, me,
0: dog. <laughs> text me.
1: And then you will be like, and then you don't leave your phone unattended. And I'm just be like, slug. Brother Ali, right here. All right, cool. All right, then put it back on some trust.
0: Me, on I'm about to add a lot
1: on some ninja shit. And then they're gonna be like, who's this little chubby kid hitting me up, man? I know. Like, it's gonna be a little Mexican kid it won't stop bothering me for an interview. What the fuck? no uh it's all (laughs) no uh yeah so i'm excited We're gonna make it pop uh i think it was a great episode first great episode kind of introduction and now we can move on to the deeper and and, and all that good stuff from the coming episodes and the adventures and the misadventures that we get into and all that kind of stuff i can't wait for that to happen so look out for flow and tell we will be there and we're going to be in your ears have us tell a friend Please, tell a friend, and that's the way that the message will spread. Let your cousins know. Let your neighbor know. I got a really dope hero podcast, Abstract Rude, Concept 714. Mm-hmm. They're killing it. Check out the show, and uh, and that's how we will grow. we will grow organically and naturally, you know? And we we promise just to deliver you content that you can listen to uh, in your house, while you're cleaning, at the gym, and wherever you are, you know, well, it's another way for you to take in hip-hop. It's another form of hip-hop being delivered to you because very much what it is. Artistic expressions. And
0: know. if you don't know, we come to Flow and Tell, baby. Yeah. As, a clever grown ass, man. This is last. Put ass, man. a base All the records going If you don't know, we come to Flow and Tell. Flo and Tell.